Welcome back to Debate Sports. Michael and I are very excited to be back and talk sports with all of you. Unfortunately, we had to take a prolonged break from the podcast due to the NBA course load, which was a lot more than we expected, but we're really excited um, to start this up again. Uh, today's Debate podcast is brought to you by Maverick Consulting Group. Maverick, Maverick is a boutique firm in the GTA that specializes in, in accounting and finance recruitment and coaching for CPAs. If you are a hiring manager looking for top talent in the CPA market or a CPA member or student looking for a new opportunity or executive coaching, please contact Maverick using their website at www.maverickconsulting.ca. Maverick Creative People Solutions. All right, we're super excited. Like I said, and I'll pass it over to Michael, who's going to kind of introduce what we'll be talking about uh, today in the podcast. Awesome. So today we're joined by uh, one of Jordan's good friends, Kirk, who's a, uh, an NFL expert. So Kirk, thank you so much for, uh, for joining. We look forward to uh, some good discussions with you. Sounds good. I'm excited to be on. Awesome. Uh, so today's podcast is going to be all about uh, the NFL. Uh, the boys will go over the events that transpired in the offseason and provide a divisional breakdown for the upcoming season. But before we start, we were devastated to hear the news of the passing of Jimmy Hayes. Uh, former NHL player who died at 31 years old suddenly. Our condolences to the entire Hayes family and all the people who were touched by Jimmy's presence. All right, now let's jump into it. Kirk, in your mind, in the offseason, give me one winner from uh, from this offseason uh, that you feel is coming away a stronger team and uh, and has really boosted their value coming into this season. That's a, that's a great question. Uh, one of the teams that it may, maybe didn't do anything extra special, um, but they, they are the biggest winner of the off season, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They retained their entire roster. Everybody's coming back again. They're, they didn't lose anyone. And looking at the team with Tom Brady healthy and coming back again, I just don't see a way that this team isn't back in the Super Bowl all over again. Yeah, I, like, look, going to the offseason is pretty scary because they had Shaq Barrett, Levante David, Chris Godwin, and even their depth guys like Fournette and Gronk were all – UFAs and somehow they're able to retain all those guys especially David Barrett and Godwin who all stars which is very impressive and I agree with you I don't see any way other than maybe if Rodgers has another great uh season after this like crazy offseason but I think the Bucks are definitely NFC favorites if not Super Bowl favorites with the Chiefs and the other thing too is they didn't they didn't lose any of their coaching staff. They kept no, exactly. left, which they kept they paid Todd Bowles. They made him the highest paid defensive coordinator in the NFL. They lost nothing. Everything's still there. So it's crazy to me that they were able to do that. Yeah, I think this could be one of their last, well, at least with the coaching staff. There's no way Leftwich and Bulls aren't getting head coach offers next year, unless Bulls wants to stay there with that hefty new contract and just kind of wait it out with less pressure. But I think Leftwich is kind of an up-and-coming coach, too, in my opinion. 100%. Um, another popular subject when it relates to the Buccaneers uh, that a lot of people are talking about is, do you, th- do you guys think it's possible that Tom Brady has his best season ever at 44 years, years of age? Or do you think that's uh, people just trying to hype up the season? Well, I definitely think, like, last year he had his third best statistical season that he's ever had as a quarterback at 43. They, the, the, the Buccaneers last year, the first seven weeks of the season, they struggled. They lost to that Nick Bulls bear team. But after that point on, they clicked and they rolled and rolled and you saw it get all the way to the Super Bowl. I just think they're going to continue going forward. And Tom Brady's probably going to have a better season than he did last. I think it's also funny, not me about his performance on the field. I, Tom Brady playing on the pass is always the enemy. And I think Tom Brady, even after that Super Bowl celebration, how like laid back and 
fun he was having. He's almost like, like he's totally changed my mind on him. I'm a huge Tom Brady fan now. Um, I know, Kirk, you hate him with a passion. Has your perception changed on him since he left the Pats? A hundred percent. The first thing I noticed whenever Tom Brady wasn't paying for the playing for the Patriots last year was I still hate the Patriots. Every time they come out on the field, I hate them. I hate Belichick. I hate like I hate all of them. But I watched Tom Brady play for the Bucks, and I thought it was pretty cool. I was all for it as long as they're not lining up against the Bills twice a year. I don't really care about what he's doing. Good for him. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, uh, kind of shifting to uh, to some teams that maybe uh, didn't have such a good offseason. Jordan, who's uh, one team you think you'd consider a loser from this offseason? Uh, one thing, one team I definitely consider a losing offseason, and they've kind of been struggling the last little bit since John Gruden came on, are the Las Vegas Raiders. They got rid of Gabe Jackson, Pro Bowlers Rodney Hudson, and Trent Brown, so their O-line just got torn apart. I know they signed Nagaku. Um, I think that'll be a bad signing to begin with. I don't know if he's as good as the money the money um, they paid for. And they also really reached on their first-round pick in Leather uh, Leatherwood. Even um, Mayock came out and said, yeah, we know it was a reach, but we didn't know if he was going to be there. When you already think it's a reach of a pick, uh, I just I don't, I still don't know what they're doing, really. Like, that offensive line is very solid. And Derek Carr, um, you have to protect him as well, and I don't think they're in the right going in the right direction. I think they'll struggle again this year. 100%. And they, they just really didn't do anything at all to – upgrade the team like they downgraded at multiple positions they're not in a good position cap wise and like repeatedly John Gruden just continues to take this team and it seems to be getting worse and worse as they go along I don't really know what his move is but bringing in Gus Bradley as a defensive coordinator isn't really something that's going to help that team Gus Bradley's led bad defenses for the last like 10 years I don't understand how he's going to make this team better but Either way, we'll have to wait and see and see if anything happens good for them because right now I don't have a lot of faith in that team. Yeah, it's, they make a lot of – even the Kenyon Drake signing was one of the most confusing of the offseason. They have Jacobs, too, was their workhorse last year. I don't know if the yards per carry last year were very low. Had him in fantasy. I know he struggled in that regard, but that was kind of a surprising um, move that I saw. But it seems every move they make is surprising to me. Yeah. But also, I want to quickly touch on one other winner – Kind of, we were basing on the Bucs. I think the Chiefs are a huge winner as well. Early on in the offseason, it looked like they were going to lose their whole offensive line and um, Fisher and Schwartz. And then all of a sudden, the same day, they signed Joe Tunney and traded for Orlando Brown. The one thing that they struggle with in the Super Bowl is Patrick Mahomes. The, well, the O-line could not um, contain Barrett, um, David, and all those other guys on that D-line. And I think the Chiefs, which sucks to say, got better, which is – not good for the AFC. A hundred percent. And they, they got better and they did it quietly. It was like one day they just fixed their whole offensive line. The whole storyline was, yeah, they, they couldn't, they couldn't protect the quarterback in the Super Bowl. They lost everybody. Eric Fisher got injured. They brought everybody else in and now they're kind of in a position where they're in a better spot and they're another team where they kept everybody. They didn't lose any big pieces. 100%, yeah. the off season. Yeah. So they're going to be a tough team to beat. And anytime Patrick Mahomes goes on the field, they're just going to be hard to play against. Yeah, 100%. Nice. Okay, is there any other teams you guys want to talk about, whether that's winners, losers, um, any interesting moves in the offseason? A, a big loser for me that just – it's it will get talked about, but I think it's is the Chicago Bears. They are in a horrible position. This offseason they had such bad cap problems that they 
before the season started, they only had 41 guys on the roster and they were already over the fantasy or already over the salary cap. Like that's a major problem. They're a team that doesn't have a lot of young talent. And in addition to that, they're a team that's, they brought in Justin Fields and drafting, but they're going to start Andy Dalton. This team is going backwards fast. Matt Nagy should have been fired a year ago. And now we're just sitting here wasting away a season, hoping to move up or get a good pick, but They've invested in a quarterback already. I don't know what they're doing trying to suck again for another season, but they're a bit of a tire fire. I, I will agree with that. I do think moving up to get Justin Fields was a great move, especially when I heard the Minnesota Vikings, a division rival, were hoping to wait on Fields dropping to them, and Minnesota didn't have kind of the balls to move up. Um, so they passed them. So I thought that was a good uh, move. Another interesting thing, I saw that the talking about another loser, the Raiders are looking – are inquiring about acquiring Khalil Mack from the Bears again, which I thought was pretty outrageous. Like it's just, that's just swapping a, a nice shiny toy between two shitty piles of teams. Like those are not good. Those are not good situations. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about one quick winner. Then you can move on to divisions. Um, as you guys know, I'm a huge Browns fans and Browns fan. I really do think they were winning the off season. Their offense was incredible last year, top five in the league, but their defense was absolutely horrendous. And improving that secondary, I know Clowney's not um, what he used to be, but I think he had his best season along J.J. Watt and being alongside Miles Garrett's going to help both of them. Garrett won't uh, command as much double teams, and I think Clowney's going to not really have any double teams at all. So I think the Browns did a great job ensuring up their defense, and I think they're going to be contenders with the Bills and Chiefs in the AFC. Damn, we shall see, Jordan. We shall see. <laughs> well, um, for them, bringing in Johnson and Hill. Hill's a huge help, especially when they're Hill's trying. Whenever you're trying to compete against the top teams in the AFC, you're competing against the Bills, the Chiefs, the Ravens. The two of those teams, their biggest strengths are their slot receivers and Cole Beasley and Tyreek Hill. Troy mm-hmm. Hill is an elite nickel corner who's going to help out a lot with that. And Johnson's ability to make plays on the back end will help them more than like more than we know because. Ward's going to be responsible to shut down, but they need somebody who can make plays in the back end to help yeah. them out instead of just getting by by the skin of their teeth. Yeah. So. And they're also, it's hard at Ligerbrack being, oh, who missed all last year, Grant Delpit from LSU. So we'll see what he has to bring. Greedy Williams is was a second round pick two years ago, has hardly played. So surprise last year, if he sucks or is injury prone again, he's probably done with them. So they got a lot of uh, guys coming in, didn't lose that much other than Sheldon Richardson. So but they drafted. New, they also brought yeah, in. They got Newsom too. They drafted Greg yeah. Newsom too. Their secondaries improved incredibly. Yeah, so. and it's going to be neat to see. It takes a little while for secondaries to collect, so we'll see how the yeah. first few weeks go. But hopefully, Cleveland doesn't get hit like injuries like they did last year, and then it's a well. They play. They play the Chiefs and then the Texans, so you can't have two more opposite games. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, before we move on to uh, divisional breakdown, I just want to get your uh, input on one thing. Um, so obviously this past draft, there was five quarterbacks in the first round. And I think we can all agree. Trevor Lawrence is going to be pretty nasty. Um, but of the other ones, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Justin Fields, and Mac Jones, who do we think is going to have the biggest impact this season? And then also who's going to have the best career out of all, all four of them. Cause I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Trey Lance on my Niners and he's looking pretty good in the preseason. Uh, I don't know if he's going to get a chance to start, but what do you boys think when it comes to uh, comes to that? Well, so we're talking about biggest impact this season, right? This season and and maybe like maybe one for this season, one for career wise. Okay, I'll start with my this season pick for that. 
So I think there, a lot of this comes down to circumstance and where you are and what you're expected to do. Yeah. This year, Trevor Lawrence has an ungodly too much pressure. So does Zach Wilson. They're both going to struggle pretty heavily. They don't have a lot around them, in my opinion. The player I think is going to make the biggest difference for their team this year is going to be Mac Jones. Mac Jones is going to be responsible for taking over from Cam Newton. Cam Newton, in my opinion, is a total liability. I watched him play in at least 10 games last year, and every game he single-handedly either lost the game or made the game way too close. If Mac Jones can just come in and even be serviceable, he should be able to lead the Patriots to 10, 11 wins, and that would be a problem for a lot of teams in the AFC because that Patriots defense is going to be good regardless. Yeah, I think Mac Jones could be the bet next uh, system QB the Patriots are looking for. <laughs> well, they're not, they're not going to ask him to do a lot, right? They're going to ask him to dump it down to tight ends, and they're going to ask him to throw a deep ball to Aguilar every once in a while. But as long as he can complete a five-yard pass, he's better than Cam Newton and gives him a better chance to win. Uh, I'll go long-term. Uh, I think the Niners drafted Trey Lance for his long-term capabilities. And other than Trevor Lawrence, I think Trey Lance has the potential to be the best uh, quarterback in this draft, which has already been shown as in the couple of preseason games he's played, he's been outstanding. He, sh- he has the great athleticism. So I'm going to go Trey Lance as the best long-term outlook. And I'm also going to follow up with that and say, I also think Trey Lance probably has the best long-term outlook. I mean, when you're heading on to a team where Kyle Shanahan's the head coach, wherever he made Matt Ryan from a top 10 quarterback to an MVP, then back down to a top 10 quarterback again, he makes a huge difference. And Trey Lance is going to benefit from that with a good roster around him as well. Nice. I love the sound of that. So I'm, uh, I'm hoping we get to see some Trey Lance this season and hopefully, uh, hopefully the Niners can get rid of Jimmy G. And that's just my opinion. Oh, I don't think you don't want more Jimmy G. I, no, no chance. <laughs> I don't. I don't see a world where they get much back for Jimmy Garoppolo. No. That's that's the thing. They they yeah. need to, if something were to happen, they need a midseason injury to a pretty important team like the Packers or the Chiefs to get anything for him. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Or they could uh, they could actually offer up some more just to get rid of him. But then we're uh, then we're looking at some. That's a that's a pretty down situation right there. Yeah. Um, but all right, let's move on to uh, some divisional breakdowns. Uh, Kirk, I understand um, you uh, you have some some pretty good lengthy predictions on uh, on each of the divisions as well. Um, yeah. But we'll start off with uh, with the AFC East um, with your Bills. We'll try and eliminate as much bias as possible. But um, yeah, Bills are looking poised. Bills <laughs> oh, are looking poised for a good run. Let's let's hear what uh, let's hear what you have to say. So for me, I broke down every team. I broke them down in four ways. So I broke them down as two or four scales of one to five, the five or the four different categories are coaching staff, quarterback play, offensive players, and defensive players. Now, as we go along, like one means that a player or this group's a complete and total liability. Like they're terrible. They, they cost the team every game Two, I'm really unsure. They have no consistency or haven't proved anything. Three is like you're a game manager. They're no difference Four, they flash the potential to change game and five is they change games every game. Now for the bills, they did get a pretty lofty score, but they are a good team. Um, they got an 18 out of 20. I gave them a five for five for coaching staff. The Bills somehow kept Ryan Dable on their staff this offseason. He's one of the best offensive coordinators in the NFL. Sean McDermott is one of the greatest coaches in the NFL, creating great culture, and he's a great defensive coach. They also kept Leslie Frazier on board, who also had interviews for head coaching jobs. Quarterback, this is where Jordan Boyes probably gets a little bit uh, – 
sad sometimes, but uh, Josh Allen's a definite five. Every game he's on the field, he changes the game and takes it over. Even if they didn't have good players around him, he would still change the game and take it over. He can make throws on all the different levels from any position on the field. Doesn't matter if he's running, scrambling, he's still making throws down the field with accuracy. Offensive players gave him a four. Diggs and Beasley are top two receiving. Like They're one of the best receiving groups in the NFL. They're deep with Emmanuel Sanders. I had to give them a four, though, because Devin Singletary and Zach Moss aren't special, and neither are Jacob Hollister and Dawson Knox, so they don't get a five for that. And then defensively, they have an elite secondary group with good linebackers, just question marks at pass rusher positions. But, Jordan, do you think that's a fair evaluation of the team? Yeah, like, I don't like Josh Allen on the basis because of you, yeah. to tell our viewers. Josh Allen is an incredible talent. The Bills are going to be contenders as long as Josh Allen stays healthy and he's on that team and locking up to that contract extension ensures that he's going to be there for a long time. The one thing I do, I want to kind of ask you, I know we've had this conversation before, your run game is pretty much non-existent. Do you think it is sustainable for you guys to be successful with Josh Allen? It's throwing like 45, 50 times a game and you have literally no run game. Is, is that going to be able to allow you to become Super Bowl kind of contenders for the Chiefs? So the thing is about the run game. So with the for the Bills, last year they had their best offensive season ever. They've eliminated the run game because Dable likes to focus on a lot of players' strengths instead of weaknesses. What he does instead of running the ball is he gets play like wide receivers, like a skilled playmakers like Cole Beasley, Stefan Diggs, Isaiah McKenzie, the ball in space to substitute out run plays. It's a different way to do it, but Devin Singletary and Zach Moss aren't making big plays. They can take a few handoffs, but there's no reason they should be fo- focusing and forcing the ball into their hands. I don't think there's that would it's going to cause them any issues going forwards, but we'll have to wait and see. Josh obviously steals a lot of rushes from his team, so he, it's tough for them to get the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. Your offense was absolutely lethal last year. Um, I think up with well, the Chiefs and Browns, I think those three are the best teams in the AFC. In the like, I can't see any time the Bills aren't going to win this division. I do think their biggest contenders this year are the Miami Dolphins, but that solely rests on the development of Tua. Tua struggled last year a lot. Uh, he should not have been um, playing. Fitzpatrick should have ran that uh, team to the end, and I think there's a chance if he's playing they make the playoffs but then again Tua, even though his stats didn't show that he couldn't really throw the ball downfield as well uh he won he won last year they have an elite d um looks like Xavier howard is gonna stay it seems like it was um inevitable that he was gonna leave but i think as of right now um he's gonna be around this year which is a great ad for them to be able to keep him and they got a lot of weapons for Tua now bringing jalen waddle will fuller um, if Devontae Parker's healthy, I know they've already had some injuries um, injuries to their wide receiving core this preseason. Um, but I think we have to give Tua the benefit of the doubt. I know you guys don't like to. I know you don't feel good about his potential at all. And, yeah, he didn't really show it much last year, but coming off like pretty much a career-ending injury and then playing when he wasn't supposed to, I think they could be trouble for you guys. I think you guys will still – be okay but i think the dolphins i have to make them playoffs one of the wild card teams and i think they're going to be a good team this year i i agree with you uh there's a couple things i just wanted to hit on so 
I it took me all the willpower in the world not to give Tua Tagovailoa one out of five for quarterback play. Bias. Every, every game he was in, he was was holding the team back, even at the end of the season. And when they needed to, they were taking him out and putting in Fitzpatrick to save their season. And then with the whole season on the line playing against the Bills backups, he threw three interceptions in the first half. Yeah, he's but- not he's not ready. I'm going to give him a I gave him a two to give him the benefit of the doubt to say, hey, maybe he needs another year. I, I'm unsure on him. I don't know. Um, they got a lot of weapons for him. Again, it's just all going to come down to at the end of the day, can he get the ball to them? And if he can't get the ball to them and he doesn't have confidence, that's going to be a problem. Also, I don't like what the Dolphins did at offensive coordinator this offseason. They have a quarterback that's learning an awful lot about the game, clearly, as he struggled last year. And they decided to give them a, him a co-offensive coordinators this year. So they have two different guys calling their offense and have a lot to say in the offense, which is going to be confusing for them. It's also two guys that haven't had any history with play calling in the past. So I don't like that. I do love the Dolphins defense. I think it's great. Flores is great. It's blitz heavy. They drafted uh, Phillips, which is going to help them out a lot. They kept everybody on board. So yeah, I agree. I think the Dolphins are going to be a team to, to, to watch out for, for the bills, but I don't see them as a terrible threat. The team I'm actually worried about and the team I think is going to come second in this division is the new England Patriots. Huge spenders this offseason. massive spenders. They spent a lot this offseason, but they're also gaining a lot in what they have coming back. Yeah, they they're, do. They have their whole defense, all those guys that sat out last year coming back. So they're going to have, even though Gilmore didn't really sit, but they have, they're going to have Gilmore, J.C. Jackson, and McCourty in the backfield. They brought in Matt Judon to support their pass rush a little bit better, which will help because Belichick will give him what he needs to do. They brought back Kyle Van Noy. Hightower's coming back. And then they have... Belichick doesn't expect a lot out of his defensive line. They just need space. So offensive line is good too. I really think it's going to come down between those two teams to who's a better player, Mac Jones or Tua Tagovailoa. And I don't have a lot of faith in Tua. So I'm going to put Mac there and say that they're going to be, they're going to be ahead of them. Yeah. And I think, um, well, I think Henry and Jonu Smith, that kind of has the Hernandez Gronk vibes. Of course, they're not that talent, but having those two tight ends, they've been successful in the past featuring two tight ends. So they spent 159.6 million guaranteed money this offseason, which is not Patriots like as well. Um, I don't know. They added good players. I don't know how they definitely improved. They've they're better than last year, 100 percent Uh, like I said, I don't think they're gonna get the bills. Much travel, but the Patriots, who knows Belichick is Belichick. So they could definitely be kind of a playoff sleeper. Um, I won't talk too much about the Jets. I think it's going to be another rebuilding year. They started off kind of the salary regime pretty well. Um, drafted Zach Wilson, Elijah Vera Tucker, which I know people are very high on. And I like the idea of pairing um, your first year quarterback with a guard, a guard or a tackle. I think he's a guard. Um, Vera Tucker there he's he's drafted as a guard but I think the Jets want to play him as a tackle and they had some good offseason signings just that kind of help was I know Carl Lawson's out for the year which a lot of people love that signing now um our Corey Davis give another weapon for Zach Wilson but it's, they're gonna finish last gonna be a rebuilding year um yeah but I think we can probably say consensus I think the Bills are going to win this division um, I think it'll be a little more competitive than last year, but I don't think the Bills will have much trouble. Yeah, I, I think I agree. I, I don't, I honestly don't think it's going to be that competitive, but it will be competitive in that middle tiering. I think 
it's going to come down to who wins those games against New England and Miami for a playoff spot. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, let's move on to the AFC North. <clears throat> it seems like a pretty competitive division, but uh, how do you guys see that one playing out? So for me, yeah. I, I kind of broke down all the divisions and the AFC North for me is the third strongest division in football. Um, it's actually really tight at the top. I gave the Ravens a 17, the Browns a 16 and the Steelers a 16. Um, we can start by just eliminating one team, the Cincinnati Bengals. I gave an eight. They are, I have no faith in their coaching staff. Zach Taylor has never been successful at anything. He'll be gone. He'll be gone after this year. Yeah. Done. They brought in another, they brought in a defensive coordinator who has no success with a defense that has no talent on it at all. They brought in Trey Hendrickson, but other than that, they're horrible. Offensive players wise, they're actually pretty loaded at the skill spots. They have Boyd, Higgins, Chase, Mixon, but their offensive line is pretty bad. Again, they brought in two new tackles, but who knows? And Joe Burrow, who knows if he's going to be good or not. So that's just wipe the Bengals off the slate and just move on to the, the beef yeah. of the order. Boy, <clears throat> where do you want to start for this one? Well, I'm going to start with why I think it's going to finish third. Cause I think it's between the Browns and the Ravens for one, two, but third, it's definitely the Steelers. Um, I think the reign is over of having over a 500 record. I think they did it last year too. Yeah. They went 11 and 0 last year to start. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause they lost the, they lost the Browns. Um, which they were terrible at the end of the year. Like the Steelers were so favored in the Browns uh, uh, playoff game, but the Steelers are not the same team they were for the first like 11 games of the year. I think Big Ben, Big Ben's reign is over. Uh, he's getting up there in age. Their offensive line is decimated. So that's why I'm not as high on Najee Harris this year in fantasy as well. He's a dynamic runner, but their offensive line, they lost to Castro, Pouncey, Villanueva, they have one returning starter who is statistically, I can't remember the name of it, but he was statistically the worst starter on that offensive line. And their defense is good. Uh, there's an argument that TJ Watt is an animal, um, but I just don't see this team being as good as a lot of people think. So so I would have it a lower score than 16. I think it's a two-horse race for the Browns and Ravens for uh, this division. Well, I, so that makes sense. And I, I'll just walk you through why I have the Steelers ranked a little higher than maybe you do. Uh, coaching staff-wise, Mike Tomlin's been consistently one of the best coaches in the NFL for a long time. Butler has been an outstanding defensive coordinator, leading the Steelers to a top-five defense for the seems like the last five years every year. Um, Matt Canada's offense struggled, but I think that was more on the personnel than it was on his offense. Ben Roethlisberger, I gave him a three. I think he's like he's not going to win them any games, but he's not going to lose them any games either. He's definitely he did, he did like in the playoffs. He did like he's so interception prone. Like he threw four like was it three or four interceptions in like the first quarter. Yeah, but I, I agree. Like it's big man. Like he's a hall of famer. He's gonna he's gonna make plays. He's not going to lose the game for them. And whenever they need him to, he's probably going to lead them on a couple winning drives in the fourth quarter just out of his experience. Yeah. Offensive players wise, I couldn't agree with you more. The offensive line is horrible. They're going to be one of the worst units in football. Yeah. I gave them a three because I think they have quality uh, at wide receiver. I think Juju Claypool and uh, Johnson are actually good. The uh, Najee Harris is kind of an unknown, but just with that offensive line, I can't trust them. hundred percent. And then like, defensively, they have the best defense in the NFL. It's not like it's going to be an issue for them. They have, Watt, Hayward, and Tuit up front. Those guys get home all the time. They stuff run lanes. They're, they're linebackers. They're getting Bush back this year, and they brought in Schobert, whatever his name is, from the Browns. So that's going to help make tackles. And they're secondary with Hedmonds, with, uh, with Hayden, Edmonds, Fitzpatrick, and Ed, or Hayden, 
uh, Evans and Fitzpatrick, again, three playmakers on the back end of their defense. They're going to be a problem, and that defense is going to steal them some games. It is. They'll win some games based on that defense. Um, like, I'm not saying they're a terrible team. I just think the Browns and Ravens are better. I have, I do have the Steelers in my projection sneaking into the last wild card spot. Yeah, which right? is definitely a possibility. I think between the Dolphins, Patriots, Chargers, maybe Colts, yeah. and those will be all vying for that last uh, or second last playoff spot. 100%. Um, I'll talk briefly. Uh, do you have something else you want to say about the Steelers? No, let's move on to the two big ones because I know this is the ones you're probably the most excited about and where the debate could get pretty thick. But yeah, I won't, we won't go too crazy because we do got a lot of divisions to go into. 100%. So we're like uh, make them more concise. But also, I think the Ravens are going to finish second. Uh, I think Lamar had an MVP season and then Lamar showed he really is a running back last year. So this is a huge year for Lamar Jackson, kind of a contract year. Um, I like Lamar more than you, Kirk. I think he's still dynamic watching him play um, two times um, two times a year. It is difficult to guard him, but I think a lot of defenses and defensive coordinators are very smart. They're adjusting it to it. So for the Ravens to be successful, Lamar has to show that he can kind of perform in the pocket and make those throws. They draft Rashad Bateman in the first round, who I think will help with him and Marquise Brown. They have Mark Andrews. Uh, their defense is, defense is pretty good. They lost a couple. I don't know if they added anyone. Um, they, I don't know. They, they, they lost Judon. They lost Nagaku. Did they add anyone or no? No. So I have their, their defense. Their secondary is still legit. All three guys in there, all three corners. So Peters, all- Humphreys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Peters, Humphreys. They have Jimmy Smith still in the, in the, yeah. in the nickel spot. And then Chuck Clark makes plays. Where the, the only reason I gave them a four for defense, because every year their defense is good, they're relying on Pernell McPhee and Justin Houston to get home to the quarterback a lot. Are you, are are you telling me are you telling me again against the Browns line O-line, who I think is the best in the NFL? Are those guys gonna get to the quarterback? Baker Mayfield's no. gonna have so much time in the pocket, and Baker Mayfield's gonna be able to make those throws. That's why I think the Browns, if they perform well, they're gonna win this division pretty easily not easy not pretty easily but they're gonna win the division for me it's like the way i look at it is the ravens defense is still gonna be good they're gonna take away the run and they're gonna make they're gonna make sure that the uh, baker beats them with his arm and they're gonna have to he's gonna have to throw on uh, humphrey he's gonna have to throw on smith he's gonna have to throw on peters they're gonna challenge him that way they're not gonna lose games to chubb and cream hunt running all over them they're gonna try to snuck that up yeah, Baker yeah. did show like yeah, I think the last like six games he had 14 touchdowns, two interceptions, and they he has a great arm, but like Stefanski just doesn't put puts him in a position to succeed. And 100%. I think I know it's hard to see the offense was gelling last year. It was incredible, kind of uh, both passing wise and running wise, led by Chubb and Hunt. I think Odell Beckham is such an outlier. This Odell Beckham could be a guy that pushes his team over the top to really be a contender but could also mess with their chemistry. So it depends if Odell wants to buy in. Because if his first one, his first year with Odell, it showed that Baker forced a lot of throws to him, feeling that he had, because of the star power, he had to throw to Odell. So it all depends on kind of Odell's attitude going into the season. There's no arguing his talent-wise. Uh, downfield throughout would be a huge addition to them. But uh, this team had so much chemistry going last year. Even Jarvis Landry, he had under a thousand yards for the first time in a while. I think he had like 850 yards receiving, show that he just wanted to win. So it all really depends if Odell can elevate this offense or kind of deteriorate, in my opinion. Well, 
so for me, the big difference between the two, okay? So the, the Browns win, actually, on offensive players. I have them as a five. They might be the most solid five out there. Yeah, Their offensive line is top three. Their running back duo is number one. Clear shot. No one's close. And the receivers with Landry and Odell and uh, Higgins, they do enough. And then you have Brendan yeah. Joku. You can pick between them whoever wants to catch the ball. Exactly, yeah. So that offensive group is great. Defensively, I have them both at fours. I think the Browns are still going to struggle at times. Their linebacking core is completely a nice collection of unknowns. And you are relying on Jadavian Clowney. And Jadavian Clowney has been about as effective as a completely broken lawnmower the last few seasons. So I don't expect a lot out of him. Not even a little. It's going to be all Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney will probably get hurt or cash his check and quit by week two. Um, but yeah, he's, pretty motiv- he's pretty motivated this year. That's so, what he says every year. That's how he gets. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. That's a little biased right now. <laughs> that, one, that one hit he had against Michigan where he blew that guy's helmet off. We're still waiting for that play to happen in the NFL. No, he was so highly touted. He's been a huge <laughs> disappointing. I think he had nine and nine and a half sacks playing outside, alongside J.J. Watt. But for how highly touted he was, he's been a huge disappointment in his career so far. The real reason I have the Browns losing is coaching staff-wise, I love Stefanski. I love him. I think he's awesome. I think he makes Baker a way better player. I think he makes that offense way better. Joe Woods is not a good defensive coordinator. Hasn't had success yet. Hopefully this year he has some, but I don't have a lot of faith in him. Uh, On the other side of the ball, Harbaugh is awesome. Harbaugh wins games. He's been winning games for forever. And Martindale coaches one of the best defensive units. They're very blitz heavy. They get home a lot with a lot with little. Um, That's very huge. But the big difference in this one comes down to quarterback play. I know you think I don't like Lamar Jackson, but he's still a five out of five. He's a total game breaker. Every time he's on the field, you have to worry about him. And I know this is kind of controversial, but Baker, I have him as a three. I don't see him as a player that can take over a game. I think he's a product of a system, not a product of a system, but he thrives in the offense because Stefanski doesn't ask him to do a lot. Um, didn't, Tom, didn't, Tom, didn't Tom Brady thrive in an offense though? Yeah, but Tom Brady also was the offense. Baker isn't the Tom the the offense yeah, yeah. of the Browns is the offense of the Browns is the offensive line Chubb and Hunt or Chubb and uh, Hunt. That's what it is. Yeah, but but if you wa- watch more games, when Baker had to make plays, for example, one game that really stands out, they were losing the Bengals, and he had to throw the rest of the game because they were Shouldn't losing my lot. Losing to the Bengals. He, yeah. Okay. That's beside. That's beside the point. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and he performed. He showed that he could do it if he wanted to. The Ravens yeah. game, everyone saw that game too. That was they lost the Ravens with like 45, 45 or two or something. Baker showed up when he needed to. Just because you have a great run game, that I don't think should deteriorate against how well you can perform if you're needed to. Yes, the system, how good their offensive line is and how good their run game is. You'd be an idiot not to hand the ball off and feature those two backs. 100%. But I think under the right circumstances, um, he struggled in the beginning of last year. He but he also played in a lot of shitty weather games. I'm not saying that's yeah, an excuse, but the stats weren't going to be as high. Coming uh, coming in the end, I think he played very well. I think if he needed to, he can perform and be kind of that passing element. I, I just I, I just don't, my my whole thing is you can take away Lamar Jackson's offensive line and his skilled players, and he's still going to make plays by himself. Well, they're totally if different you, players. If you, not if, a you strip, if you strip. Baker of his two running backs and his Gavin Rogers, he's not going to make plays. Yeah. And that's, I, I, for me, that's what makes a difference. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So I think, so we have differing opinions, but I have the Ravens winning this division. You have the Browns. I think yeah. it could go either way. I think they're okay. both Ravens are going to get the wild card anyways. So yeah, 
I have three playoff teams out of this division. It's going to be very competitive. And the yeah. Bengals are going to get steamrolled. But good luck to Zach Taylor's job. Yeah. We'll try to go a little bit fast for the next couple of divisions. Those two were yeah, yeah. more heavy. So we'll kind of try to keep it to okay. well, a couple like, minutes per division. Okay, let's yeah. let's tighten it up. Let's start with the South, the worst division in football. Okay, who do, I, you, have, who do you have winning? I have the Titans winning. They have a 13 out of 20, which isn't a good score, but I have them winning. Um, let's just blow through two teams. The Texans are horrible. There's nothing about the Texans that's good. I gave them a one in every single position, except for quarterback play. I gave them a two because I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Jags, uh, I think they're going to be a little better this year because they're Trevor Lawrence, but they're in the rebuilding year. It's going to be a while before they're contending again. 100%. And with the Jags too, it's Urban Meyer. Who the hell knows what Urban Meyer is going to do or if he's going to be even relatively successful. I think it could get ugly for them. Their defense has no players on it. They didn't get any better. Etienne got hurt yesterday, so I don't even know if he's going to play. This team's just a nightmare, and they're going to be terrible as well. Yeah, and then um, I have the Colts finishing second. Um, yeah. Their start to the season is incredibly hard, too. They play the Hawks, Rams, Titans, Dolphins, Ravens. There's a potential they don't win any of those games. Yep. So those are – it's a very terrible start to the schedule. Um, they have a great D, locked up Leonard, which is huge. Elite offensive line looks like Nelson will be back uh, sooner than later. It's going to rely on Wentz. Wentz, um, for Colts fans, it's definitely more encouraging that he's back. And he was on seven on sevens yesterday, which it looked like it was going to be like Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger. But it looks like Carson Wentz won't miss um, that much. But they're going to need him for the start of the schedule. So hopefully he only misses one game. But um, I think the Titans are better. I think um, they win that division. Adding Julio was huge. Uh, they lost Davis and Jonu. Their D is still not great. Not great means it's really bad. Yeah, so they're, they're going to have to outscore people. And I think with Henry, Julio, Brown, and Tannehill, they will score a lot of points. 100%. I have, I have the Indy here. I, have, I like it. I love Indy's coaching staff. I think Frank Reich is great at what he does. And they kept Eberflus, and Eberflus is a great defensive coordinator who helped them out a lot last year. Their offensive line, people aren't talking enough about, but losing Costanzo really hurts. Like, they, he's been their left tackle for forever. I don't know who they had to replace him. They signed Eric Fisher, but Eric Fisher tore his Achilles in the AFC Championship game last year. He's not playing for a while. They're playing a scrub there. Um, and then, other than that, their wide receivers don't impress me. Pittman's okay. T.Y. Hilton's okay. And then defensively, they've lost, like they lost Autry. They're hoping Quiddy Pay can step in and fill those shoes. But I really don't love this team. I don't know. There's a lot of hype around them, but at the end of the day, I don't really have a lot of faith. I, in team. I do love Michael Pittman. I think he's gonna be really good. I think he's gonna be really good, but he's not like a number one A game breaker kind of guy, you know. Yeah. Now I have the Titans as well. Same thing. Vrabel, they lost Arthur Smith, which is going to hurt them. They have an unknown offensive coordinator in Scott Downing taking over. So who knows what's going to happen there? I think I think Smith helped out Ryan Tannehill more than we know. Um, Ryan Tannehill is a good quarterback. I have him ranked as a three as well. I think he's good enough to win games, but he's not somebody who can take game over by himself. Offensive players-wise, just like you said, Henry Julio, Brown, they're going to take over the game. They have consistency offensive line. They spent a lot of money in the offseason on their defense. They brought in Autry. They brought in Dupree, hoping to rush the passer because they couldn't even sniff the passer last year. And other than that, they brought in two new corners and Janoris Jenkins and uh, Fairley in the draft. They're a bad unit. They made plays last year when they had to. 
but we'll see this year if they're better, but they have to be better if they want to compete in the playoffs. Totally agree. Um, so I guess the AFC West, uh, Michael, this is your team, uh, the 49ers. Oh, the AFC. Oh, my God. AFC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never mind. They were NFC for a sec. No, we got the uh, Chiefs in here. That's definitely not my team. So, yeah. (laughs) That's the the anti team. I think I hate them more than I hate the Patriots now. So, it's. uh, Yeah. Maybe we'll focus on maybe one. um, Kind of give you an order really quick, Kirk. Maybe like a minute breakdown of how you think this is going to shape up. Sounds good. I'll break it down. I have my four teams in order. Uh, Chiefs are the best. They're an 18 and a 20. They're going to win the division. It's not going to be close. Um, the Chargers, I have them as a 13. Uh, I think they have a potential to squeak into the playoffs. I don't have them going into the playoffs, but I'm high on Staley as a coach. I think he's a great coach. He's going to help out that defense a lot. Herbert's going to do what he's going to do. It's a big year for his development. I have him as a four. The Broncos, the Broncos have a good roster. They have a good defense. They have a good offense. Mm-hmm. They are. I gave them a one out of five for quarterbacks. Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke are both bad quarterbacks that aren't going to win them football games. They need a draft. Fangio is a good coach. Uh, he's a great defensive mind, and Pat Shermer is a good offensive coordinator, but they don't move the needle. And the Raiders stink. They got worse every single way. Uh, Derek Carr's an okay quarterback, but they're going to come in last. I got the exact same word. Not, not going to say much for the Chiefs because we all know who the Chiefs are. Uh, the Chargers I have in the playoffs, I think Justin Herbert is a dark horse MVP candidate. I think the guy is incredible. They had Slater, Lindsley, who was an all-pro last year. Returner Derwin James can help us secondary for sure. And like the Broncos, they have a really good secondary with Cream Jackson, Justin Simmons, Darby, and Fuller. And their wide receiving core coming by Fant. They got Hamler, Judy, and Sutton. It's pretty unreal. Um, 100%. Lock and Bridgewater, they, um, Elway and Elway needed to draft a quarterback and they didn't. It's the um, most mind boggling thing. Yeah, they're not going to get them there. But, um, yeah, I have the Chargers in the playoffs as my, um, they squeak in. But the Broncos can't get there with the quarterback play and the Raiders won't get there. Like we talked about before. Yeah. And then this other thing, too, if we just want to go back to the Chargers, I love the Chargers, I think they're great. And bringing in Staley, Staley took over that Rams unit the other like last year, and he did an awesome job. And it's the same formula. What do the Rams have? They have Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, and a decent safety help. Okay, that's what they had last year. Who does he who does he get inherit in the Chargers? Joey Bosa, game breaking pass rusher. Then he brings in uh, Derwin James. Derwin James is that guy on the back end. And then he's not the same quality, but Harris Jr. can cover and play well. He'll probably yeah. put a lot of pressure get on up him. There, get up there in age, but he was a he, pro bowler. He has to perform a Ramsey-like role, but he's yeah. going to let Bosa just go to work on teams, and it's going to come down to that at the end of the day. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Now, if we want to switch over to the NFC North. We you, can want to, you want to start? You actually want to start the NFC West this time? Start from the bottom? We'll get sure. That's by the way, the NFC West is the best division in football for me. Yes, I'm not going to argue there. Yeah, I'm not either. Boys, where should we start this one out? What? Well, 49ers? Yeah, let's hear what you guys got on the Niners this year. Okay, uh, do you uh, want to lead us off? Or... Yeah, I, I can start start off. And Mike, you can kind of talk about anything you want to add to the 49ers after. But I have him as a division winner. Um, basically because I think it was hard to judge them last year. They had so many injuries. There's, I don't think there's another team in the league that had more injuries. And then they lost Solomon Thomas, Bosa, Ford, Kittle was out, Mostert, Sherman, which I don't even know Sherman, what's going on with him. So he probably – Sherman's going to jail. 
Yeah, so I don't. <laughs> I think he might be out, but losing those like uh, three defensive players that I said that is huge. I think they're going to come back incredible. Their defensive unit's going to go. I know they lost Salas no longer there. I'm not sure who their DC is. D'Amico Ryan's but, took over. Okay, okay. He so was he's been one. he's been coaching up Fred Warner the last few years. So I'm pretty okay. I think, I, yeah, they Fred Warner too. Yeah. So I think that defensive unit's going to be insane. They got Shanahan. Uh, the guy's a magician. Um, I think it's going to depend on who starts at quarterback. I think Jimmy G will probably start, then Trey Lance will come in later. But Trey Lance is uh, kind of pushing uh, Shanahan to kind of start him for how much he's performing. I know Jimmy G threw for like, I think he had like one for three with like four yards interception or something last, pre- last game he played. So I have the Niners there. I think the Rams are all the hype. Brain Stafford in is awesome. I'm so happy for him. There's lots of pressure on this team. Uh, they have the talent on offense and defense to go far. So I think they'll finish second. I think the Seahawks are still a good team, but I think their reign of running this NFC West is over. Uh, they have great offensive weapons and Lockett, Metcalf. Their running back core is Carson's always hurt. Carson's a decent running back. Carson always. can't stay on the field long enough to be. Now, I don't really know. I think I don't really know much about their D, but it's going to have to play better uh, to be able to compete in this division. Because even the Cardinals, which I have finishing fourth, they have a D, very good offense. Kyle Murray is electric. Um, him and Hopkins, I think they'll push kind of the envelope. And I think the Seahawks do have a chance to finish fourth, but I also think the Seahawks have a chance to finish second in this division and make a run in the playoffs. So it's a very competitive division. It's very hard to nail down. But I have the 49ers winning just based on the defense. I think it's going to come back hot and heavy, but it's going to come down to quarterback play. Yeah, and this one for me was a tough one for me to do. So I have the Rams as a 17, and then the other three teams I have as 15. So Seahawks, 49ers, Cardinals. Now, whenever I break this down, I'll start with the 49ers to just hit with the same points. Shanahan, offensive guru, amazing at what he does. D'Amico Ryans, I think, will step into that role solid left and take over and do fine. Jimmy G, the quarterback play for the 49ers, I think is actually going to be a benefit for them. I think they're going to use the system of hungry dogs run faster. Jimmy G is going to get the start. He's going to get one go. If he loses a game, Trey Lance comes in. Jimmy G is either going to play the best season he's ever played or hit the bench really fast. I think that this is a good system. They've competed, have some competitiveness there. Offensively, Kittle's back and healthy. Samuel and Ayuk are both good pieces and their offensive line is solid. They have good running backs, but you could put anybody back at running back for Kyle Shanahan and he'll get a hundred yards out of them. Um, defensively, they're getting all those guys back from injury. So I won't spend a lot of time on that. Um, Rams, Sean McVay's awesome. Raheem Morris is taking over that defense from Staley and Raheem Morris is a good defensive coordinator. He, he got, got, got kind of screwed by the Falcons talent, but it is what it is. Quarterback play Stafford makes games that like he wins games. Stafford is a good enough quarterback to take over a game with a bad team and win offensive players or whatever. They have woods and cup. They're nice pieces. And, but their offensive line is razor thin. They're one injury away from Matt Stafford getting his head blown off every single game, which is a major problem. Defensively. They're awesome. Donald Floyd and Ramsey are huge impact players and they're going to have a huge impact on this division. Cardinals. I give the Cardinals coaching staff a one out of five. (laughs) Horrible. I watched him coach that team out of more wins last year than I can count on my hands. These guy, this guy. Yeah, but they beat, they beat the Bills, though. They beat the Bills, not because Kingsbury, 
I have the I have Kyler Murray ranked as a five of five at a quarterback. He is a game breaking quarterback. He can make plays out of nothing, i.e., that Bills game. That was a nothing play. Cliff Kingsbury didn't draw that up. He had guys making plays. Offensive pieces, they have a great offense. Their offensive line stinks, but Hopkins, Kirk, and AJ Green or whatever. Edmonds and Connor are pretty mad, but it's that wide receiver group that gets them what they need to do. Defensively, Chandler Jones is awesome if he wants to play. J.J. Watt is good, and Jordan Phillips can rush the passer. They actually have nice linebackers. They have Isaiah Simmons, and they have uh, Zayvon Collins, who they drafted this year. And then Buda Baker is one of the best safeties in the NFL. I gave them a 15, but I really hate Kingsbury. If Kingsbury was a half-decent coach, they would be hearing tired. And then the Seahawks. Now, Jordan, I know you don't think they're going to keep up their reign, but I, if I could give QB play a 5-plus, I would. Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson's the best. He's, Russell Wilson is he's the, the reason best they're, they're going to still probably, they're going to come down to the playoffs no matter how bad their roster is. Yeah. Russell Wilson Russell is incredible. He is the best quarterback in the division. He's going to win games. This team's going to make the wild card. I'm almost certain they're going to make When the I said their reign was over is when they're running over teams in the division. I yeah. think that has not as much to do with them. It has more to do with how competitive the division is now. 100%. So if I could break this down for you, I have the Rams winning. I think the Cardinals have the most talent in the division, but they're completely held back by their coaching staff. Nice. I like it. Um, to your point on the uh, two quarterbacks, I fully agree that <clears throat> theoretically that competitiveness should work. However, I think we've seen enough of Jimmy G and what it's like when he, uh, when the lights are shining bright on that guy, he either gets injured or chokes. So yeah, all time Super Bowl throw closes his eyes, throws an interception. That's a great. That's a great picture. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm hoping that Trey Lance is ready, and because I believe he's the only one on that team who can make an impact. Uh, obviously, at the quarterback position, but um, I just don't see like sure getting into the playoffs is one thing. I just don't see the 49ers doing anything with Jimmy G as their quarterback. Anything special? Like their defense got them to the Super Bowl and their run game, and then Jimmy G absolutely choked when um, their run game was compromised. So um, we shall see how that goes, but we'll uh, we'll move on to uh, NFC South, I guess, now. Okay. Uh, we'll go through this one pretty quick. I fall through one of these teams, right? Like, just the, the Bucs are the best team. In oh, the, the Bucs are going to win. Um, I have the foul – like – then it's the three of them left, I think, are very – I'm not going to talk about the box because we kind of already talked about them in our awesome winners. Um, I, I, I like what the Panthers are doing. Um, I think it's a make or break year for Sam Darnold. I think they're building from a defense uh, with Chin, Burns, and Brown. I think they um, – and Joe Brady's a star. I think this will probably be Joe Brady's last year as an offensive coordinator. He's already getting head coaching interviews this year, so I think he's gone, which is – Getting really hurt. Getting McCaffrey back is awesome. Uh, they have a good offense in Anderson and more. Samuel is a big loss. I really like that pickup for the Washington football team. Um, but I, I, I think they're not going to finish bottom five, but they're not going to make the playoffs. Um, Sam Darnold's a really unknown. I think he was in a terrible position with the Jets. So, but it's but it's hard to see. Hard, I don't know. If we want to, I'll go, we'll stick on the Panthers. I have the Panthers coming in third in the division. Um, I love the Panthers coaching staff. I think Matt Rule's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I think Joe Brady's great. Phil Snow doesn't impress me, their defensive coordinator, but their defensive talent's pretty bad. Uh, they have, they actually not pretty bad. They're actually really young. Um, they're, they're, add, they're adding depth right now. 
they're adding slowly. Like they're Jeremy Chin was like one of the seals of the draft last year. Well, they have Brian Burns and they yeah. have they brought in Hassan Reddick, who had over 10 sacks yeah. last year. They have Derek Brown in the middle, which is great. Shaq Thompson is a great young linebacker. Yeah. And they brought in they brought in JC Horn to be their shutdown guy with Chin. Yeah, they have, yeah. Yeah. Horn. Yeah. They I think their defense is gonna be pretty decent. And then offensively, Christian McCaffrey. They have Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore, who are great. They brought in Terrace Marshall to try to replace yeah. uh, stuff that Samuel did. Terrace Marshall's a different style. Their mm-hmm. offensive line is not special. It's going to hurt them. No, but no. I gave I watched Sam Darnold play in five football games against the Bills. I gave him a one out of five. He sucks. He's done. Adam Gase had worse. Also coached Ryan Tannehill, and Ryan Tannehill was better than he was. Adam Gase coached Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is better than he is. I don't have a lot of faith in Sam Darnold. He holds that team back. Well, the good thing about them is if Sam Darnold's not the guy, they didn't give up too much. I think we got no, whatever. That's so right. Then they draft a quarterback this year. Now, you and I have a differing opinion, I think, on the Saints. I actually have the Saints ranked as a 17 out of 20. I really like the Saints. They have a great coaching staff, obviously, with uh, Peyton and Dennis Allen. Dennis Allen's a great defensive coordinator. I give their quarterback play a three. Taysom Hill won every game he was asked to win last year, and Jameis Winston's a quality backup. I think they're not going to cost them games. Offensively, they get, for me, offensively, they get a four. Um, Kamara is a superstar. They have a great offensive line. Their wide receivers are going to do enough. Um, and defensively, they have a great defense. Davenport and Cam Jordan can get home. Alex, uh, They brought in Levante uh, Davis, and they also have Quan Alexander, who's great. Uh, their secondary is elite with Lattimore, Williams, and Jenkins. This team's good. They're going to win a lot of games. Don't count out the New Orleans Saints, and Taysom Hill is going to get them where they need to be. I just think there's a lot of unknowns. Like, I think they do have the talent-wise. Losing Breeze and then Michael Thomas, I don't even know what Michael Thomas is going to be this year. If he's going to be traded, he's going to get hurt. So, like, I think they their offensive line is what's – like, it's incredible with Armstead and Ramchick, if that's how you say his name. But yeah, it's incredible. Kamara's a superstar, like you said. I just – I couldn't – they're probably going to finish out of the Panthers. That's kind of me being optimistic. I kind of had them kind of uh, – they could be ahead. Panthers could be ahead. I just a lot of unknowns for me. The quarterback play, which I think comes down to. Yeah, I, I like. I don't hate Taysom Hill. He won games last year, and it's the same thing. So but it's, it's uh, different I, going from uh, like a Hall of Fame first ballot Hall of Fame Drew Brees to a guy who's played tight end. hundred percent. So it's I don't know. I'm not saying Taysom Hill is going to be bad, or if it's Winston that wins the job, who actually had a good game yesterday. It's just hard for me from going. It's a downgrade. Like going from Brees to them, so it's going to be some. They've Champagne's had that breeze offense for as long as you can remember. So it's going to have some kind of growing pain. So we'll see how that goes. And then we can all agree that the Falcons are coming in last. I think that's yeah, a- yeah, they, I think, it, but I will say Calvin Ridley though. I think Calvin Ridley could be the best fantasy receiver this year. I'm They're also pretty teams. high on Kyle Pitts. He's going to be, yeah, I think their offense is going to be legit. They have nothing else. Just Ridley, think- Ridley Pitts and Ryan. They're going to put up some points, those three. We'll but. come back to these. We'll come back to that area when we get to the awards at the end. But that's a, that's, I think that's a decent, their team sucks. Their defense is a one out of five. They're pathetic. Yeah, I totally agree. I want to move on to the uh, NFC beast. NFC beast. Yeah, we'll go really quick because I don't think everyone wants to hear us talk about that division, even though it's kind of probably yeah, out there yeah. more. Um, um, do you ahead. have the Eagles and Giants at the bottom? Yeah, I have Eagles as a nine and the Giants as a twelve. Okay, so we can kind of I don't know if we if you want to even say really anything about them. Like, Giants have a good defense. Eagles are a tire fire. Yeah. Okay. I, I totally agree with you. I think Jalen Hurts. I think I I like watching him play. I think he's kind of cool. Um, but it's gonna be 
tougher Eagles fans this year, in my opinion. Their starting linebacker is Alex Singleton, who played five years for the Calgary Stampeders. So oh, that's, the guy, the, long, the guy, with the long hair. Yeah, that's that's the quality <laughs> they have on their defense right now. So there's not a lot of hope there. All right, um, I'll start off with my team that's going second. This was dependent on I made these rankings before Dak when Dak was 100 healthy. If Dak is not healthy, the Cowboys are going down. But with Dak being healthy, I think they can win the division. That yeah. is, I think Washington is a great team. I also had them in the playoffs as well because uh, I think Fitzmagic is going to finally make the playoffs. Um, and I really like Antonio Gibson. I think Ron Rivera is kind of saying he's going to be a dual threat this year, McCaffrey type, what they're trying to do. He showed he's got a lot of flashes last year. And their D-line is insane with Sweat, Payne, Allen, and Young. It's incredible. Uh, I think they're going to be a great team. But if, if Dak's healthy – the Cowboys are going to score like 35 points a game with Lamb, Cooper, Dak, Elliott. It's going to be a great team. But if Dak's injured, uh, they're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, So I'm the same boat as you. I have the football team winning the division. I really like the football team. I have a soft, tender part of my heart for Ryan Fitzpatrick. I think he's better than people give him credit for. He never has had a good team around him. I think Washington's put one together for him on the offense. Um, They have a lot of skilled players like we've talked about already. Defensively, I think they have the best defense in the NFL. I think that offense, I think that defensive line is going to absolutely terrorize teams and cause a lot of problems. Behind them, they brought in two young linebackers, including Jamin Davis, who's their first round pick. And with Landon Collins and Kendall Fuller back there in the secondary, they will make plays. Um, my big note for the Cowboys is the same as yours. Quarterback play, I gave them a four. Dak's awesome. But if Dak's not healthy, that's a they're not making a play. They're not making the, they're not making the play. I, I was looking at their backups. I think. We don't even know they're back. I think it's um, Garrett Gilbert, who was yeah. the third string. XFL all-star. XFL all-star. Yeah. Uh, and then offensive players, they get a five. They're awesome on offense. They have a ton of good offensive players. And then two, they give them a two for defense. Yes, Demarcus Lawrence can get home. Jalen Smith is a nice piece and Micah Parsons, whatever. But everybody else sucks. Their defense isn't that good. Leighton Van Der Esch is long gone from the days when he was an elite linebacker and it's only been two years. So I think yeah. that's, so we can agree. We think the football team's going to win the division then. Yeah. Oh, I, I had the Cowboys win the division if Dak is healthy, but yeah. that's also, I now that I think Washington's going to win the team. If they, they said Dak's not going to be healthy all year. So Washington will win that division. Well, I mean, he's, he can throw tennis balls right now. So that's, yeah, so, but he needs to be at like 110% for them. Yeah, I know. All right. Uh, Michael, where are we going next? I think it's the last division, um, the NFC North. Okay. You want to eliminate two teams right out the shot? Yeah, I think we can eliminate the Packers. No, I'm joking. Um, (laughs) Well, the Lions uh, are going to finish. They might not finish last. The Bears might finish last. The Bears are going to finish last. Yeah, the Bears are bad. I think this is the year that Pace and Nagy are both gassed, and I think – Bears fans should rejoice when that happens. They also lost Fuller for nothing, which was just stupid. Terrible. Yeah, they, couldn't afford, they couldn't afford his cap hit. And, and they signed other, like, but they signed other guys, I'm pretty sure. Like, it was just a, like, there was a totally mismanaged team. Yeah. They don't have much going for them. I like the Fields trade up, which I think they had to. Um, the Lions, even though they're going to adjust, I love the Lions. Dan Campbell is awesome. I'd run through a brick wall for that guy. I think they started off really great drafting Panay Suell, who was um, – they didn't see the quarterback they wanted right now. Uh, they got Goff 
first stop right now, probably draft a quarterback next year. I like where they're going. They're going to struggle this year, but um, the Lions are on a good trajectory. It's just going to take a couple years. hundred percent. And with the Lions, I, so I can just agree. We already talked about the bears. I love the coaching staff. Anthony Lynn's a great offensive coordinator. He also has been known to bring in great running backs. He was the, he was the OC for the bills when the Sean McQuay led the league in rushing he changed Austin Eckler into something great. DeAndre Swift is going to benefit a lot from him being there. And they're, they're DC. They brought in Glenn from the New Orleans Saints, who's coached up a lot of young defensive players who should hopefully help Okuda. Offensively, though, they have a solid offensive line. Their wide receiver rooms as good as any CFL wide receiver room. They yeah, I don't know. They, Tyrell Williams is number one. Which... And uh, defensively, they have no good players. They yeah. – Quinn left that organization completely useless outside of Okuda. They are one of the most talent deficient defenses in the NFL. Yeah, it's going to take a while. I, I like their coaching staff in place, but it's going to be hard for Lions fans for the next couple of years. 100%. Now, for the top of the order, I have the Green Bay Packers winning, and it's not really close. Uh, no, no, they're, they're going to destroy them. Uh, it was kind of up in the air with Rodgers. You know what Rodgers is going to have Rodgers. Once Rodgers is back, they're going to steamroll this division. 100%. And then. And the whole thing is, yeah, they they have too many good playmakers. Their their offensive line's pretty average, but Aaron Rodgers just needs average to be great. Yeah. Um, and then Jones and Adams are total game breakers. Defensively, the Smith brothers get their sacks, and they have a shutdown corner in Jair Alexander. They're going to be fine. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Vikings, I like. I don't. I'm not huge in the Vikings. I think they got great two wide, two great wide receivers. And th- even though Thielen is getting up there in age, they signed Patrick yeah. Peterson, who is not the All Pro Patrick Peterson he used to be. I think he's like 32 years old. Um, I think, but I think it's a bad offseason. Like I said, bad offseason for the Vikings. They won a fields and they didn't want to give the draft capital trade up because they thought he'd be there. So they're going another year with Kirk Cousins. I love Kirk Cousins, but Kirk Cousins come down of his career. And I think the Vikings are, have always been a borderline playoff team and they didn't do anything that's going to get them to be a contender at all. They're kind of the same place they were last year. The only, yeah, I think they're in the same spot. The only big thing they have happening for them this year is Daniel Hunter is coming back from injury that he led the NFL in sacks a couple of years ago. He is the definite game breaker for them. But mm-hmm. other than that, they're really just relying on Cook, Jefferson, and Thielen to win games. Yep. Kirk Cousins isn't going to do anything special. They're going to be right on the – they're going to be riding the in the hunt board right till the very end. And we'll yeah, exactly. And they'll probably miss it by a game or make it by a game. Yep, exactly. Awesome. Okay, guys. Well, before we uh, before you wrap up, let's uh, let's get some overall season predictions going. So, um, let's get a Super Bowl prediction from each of you. Okay. Do you want me to go first, or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first, but like, I don't want. I'm gonna go my Super Bowl prediction, which I gets me the Chiefs and Bucks, which I don't want it to be. I don't like when there's the same team every year. But I'll go another prediction, which one that I think could happen. I'm going to go Packers Browns. I think the Browns have a chance to make the Super Bowl, but it could also be Packers Bills. But I think there's only three teams in the AFC that have a chance to make the Super Bowl. And I think there's three teams in the NFC that has to chance to make the Super Bowl, which I, even though I have the Rams finish second, I think they'll come at the end of the season. It'll be the Rams Packers Bucks or the Bills Browns, Bills Browns or Chiefs. So I can break it down. I have mine's pretty solid. I have it. The Buccaneers are going to win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's getting number eight. I just don't see a world unless Tom Brady gets hurt where they don't win again. I have my Super Bowl finals as the Bucs and the Bills. I I really do think every year Josh Allen gets better at one thing. He keeps on moving on. His new most recent hurdle is he has to be better than Mahomes. 
He continuously proves this wrong every year. And this is the year where he's going to take that step forward. I also have Josh Allen as my MVP. I'm not being biased. I really think he is going to win the MVP this year. Um, my big shock teams I do have. So I do have the Patriots making the playoffs this year. I think they're going to be the second wild card. I think Belichick's going to coach them up to where they need to be. I also have the Washington football team in the NFC championship game this year. I really think that that defensive line is going to cause problems for a lot of teams. I think in the court, I think they're one of those situations where they're a five plus where I think they are going to get a ton of sacks. They are going to terrorize the team in the playoffs and beat somebody they shouldn't. Um, other than that, the AFC is pretty chalk. My, my two, my divisional round is Kansas city Browns and Bill's Ravens again. That's pretty chalk, but I think that's how it's going to go. And then on the other side, I have Bucks, Seahawks, and Packers, Washington football team. I'll go one prediction. I think the Chargers are going to be the team. I think the Chargers are going to win a playoff game this year. Okay. Under Justin Herbert, who's my dark horse MVP candidate. I think I think that you and I have uh, I think you and I have the same idea where we have the Patriots. I have the Patriots. You have the Chargers. And then on the other side, I have the 49ers squeaking in at the bottom. But my wild cards are Saints, Seahawks, 49ers. Yeah, they're pretty pretty similar yeah we have the same stuff now do we have any league at the like end of the year awards that we're going to go over i think we had some of that stuff no um i think we're gonna run we could if you have anything if you want to go over anything very quickly just have a couple i thought like i thought we'd just go over like maybe a couple things so who do you guys think is going to win the coach of the year <sighs> coach of the year um what team well i'll start us out yeah, if you like want I said, I can... i'm gonna think of the um brandon staley that's the yeah i think because that's my chart i'm the chart on the Chargers bandwagon i think he's gonna win it like it's gonna be like a fancy last year the browns came up the chargers lost so many close games last year and i think he's gonna win coach of the year come for the rams that's the sense i have sean payton i think that that new orleans saints team is going to be really good and i think people are going to give him a lot of credit for getting Taysom hill and Jameis winston over the finish line um, so I have, I think Sean Payton's, I think the saints are actually going to be a problem this year in the regular season and they're going to win maybe 13 or 14 games. Yeah. I just, I just can't see that. Like, but John Bain has done some crazy things before and they haven't really lost anyone but breeze and Thomas. Cause Thomas was kind of not a factor last year anyways. 100%. So Kyle Shanahan boys. Kyle, no, I see. I, I like Kyle Shanahan. I do. I just uh, he's gonna get all caught up in that division, and that division's gonna get too competitive. They're gonna beat the shit out of yeah. each other. If they win that division, though, if they definitely win the division, a chance because they yeah they struggled so much last year and winning with a rookie quarterback. Yeah, yeah, they were so injured last year though, man. Like I, I definitely I don't know if they'll pick up exactly where they left off making it to the Super Bowl, but I think they'll be uh, they'll be a powerhouse for sure. But that, you're right, that division is pretty it's insane. Scary. There's no easy games. It sucks. No, zero. I just briefly did all the end of the year awards. I have comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley. I think Saquon Barkley is going to have an awesome year, and I think he's going to make a difference for that team. Offensive player of the year, I think Alvin Kamara is going to shred it up. I think Alvin Kamara is going to probably be the number one fantasy player this year. They're going to ask him to do a lot, and he's going to have to do a lot. Defensive player of the year, Miles Garrett is going to win a defensive player of the year. I'm going to pick him until he wins one. He was on, he was on the, he would have won it last year, but then he unfortunately got COVID. And when he came back, he said the long-term effect, like the effects of the season, he never got back to what he was, what he had. He lost a lot. Of, he lost the first step. Like he was out of breath. He had to, wasn't on the field as much. So I totally agree. Miles Garrett plays a full season. 
I yeah, he's gonna win. 100%. I have for offensive rookie of the year, the two awards for rookies of the year, they purely come down to circumstance. This is what happens every year. You can predict the best player. They're not the ones who are going to win. It's the guys who are in the best position. Offensive rookie of the year, I have Kyle Pitts. Kyle yeah. Pitts is going to be the number one weapon for that team. If you look at how, well, number one, A, one B. Um, if you look at how Arthur Smith ran his offense in Tennessee, he was heavily dependent on Johnny Smith to make plays. Julio Jones isn't there anymore. They're going to need Kyle Pitts to make big plays, and he's going to get targeted a lot. Um, defensive rookie of the year, I have Jamin Davis from Kentucky. He's the Washington football team's middle linebacker. He is going to absolutely feast with the holes that the line's going to make for him in front of him, the front four in Washington. I think he's a, I think he's a really strong candidate for that award. Yeah, yeah. That's, some great, that's some great insight, some um, good in-depth analysis. Um, well, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thanks again, Kirk. I really appreciate you coming on. You had some great inputs. It was great to have some discussion about the NFL. Gets me really excited next couple of weeks. And we got a fantasy draft this Saturday, so I'm super excited for that. But I'll yeah. pass it off to Michael to kind of maybe wrap us up. Yeah, for sure. Well, again, Kirk, thank you so much. I think the, uh, the insight was extremely valuable. Um, and I think uh, a lot of NFL fans are going to, uh, going to love listening to, uh, to your takes there. And also thank you in advance for uh, destroying Jordan in fantasy and, and um, having him uh, sock in his, in his fantasy draft coming up. So I uh, appreciate nice. that. <laughs> I'm the master at getting to the finals and losing two years in a row. Oh yeah. That's not good. Alrighty. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening as well. And um, we hope to uh, bring you some more content soon. I think we're looking at uh, maybe an MMA episode, an NHL episode and, uh, and anything else. If anyone wants to reach out with any specific topics, just let us know. I know we've gotten a couple of pretty good suggestions that we can uh, take a look at as well. I will add, um, I will add one more thing before we sign off yeah. I, next week, we're going to do a gift card giveaway for anyone. Um, we haven't decided on the gift card, uh, but if you guys um, like your post and share our episode on Instagram, you'll be eligible for uh, the gift card. So please tune in. We'd really appreciate it. And thanks for everything. Awesome. Thank you, everybody. Take care.